Insights, a podcast by Pharma.Aero. Welcome to Pharma.Aero's collaborative podcast. It's good to be back with our second episode of the series about sustainability. I'm Frank van Gelder, the Secretary General of Pharma.Aero. We meet today three members of our global community representing three different, very different segments of the healthcare supply chain. To find out what is sustainability in their line of work and what are they doing towards it. And, as you will soon learn, what are the challenges they face. Brussels Airport is today with us in the studio. Topo Thermel and Hive Zops, interviewed by Alex Iacobescu. Hi, uh, my name is Miros Korepa. I'm representing here HiveSox company, provider of IoT data for pharma companies. Includes locations, temperature and uh, other elements of the supply chain. My name is Jacques Lecomte. I'm working with a company called Topa Thermal and we are a designer of cold chain packaging. Hello, my name is Samuel Speltwoorn. Uh, I'm from Brussels Airport Company. Uh, I'm Senior Manager for Business and Network Developments. I'm also part of the Board of Directors of Pharma.io. Welcome to our podcast and let me ask you first, what is your company's approach to sustainability? From the company point of view, we all uh, always ask ourselves, what is the definition about sustainability? Because when we talk to customers, they all approach it from a different angle. Uh, when you look at um, packaging, uh, one of the, the topics we have is that we want to use less packaging material. And that's um, uh, why we try to design sustainable uh, way. And let's say as a company we are uh, 100% uh, carbon neutral already. They looked at electricity, they look at heating, they look at uh, the machinery, uh, they look uh, for example uh, using the use of air conditioning, more isolation, uh, insulation of the, of the company solar panels on the roof, that kind of stuff. What about HiveZox, Miro? What is your company's approach to sustainability? We as a, as a startup, uh, uh, we have adopted the principle of uh, what we call embedded sustainability. So we don't look only about the CO2, we look at the, the whole concept of the, of the business we do. So we have uh, designed uh, the product and the processes around, uh, around the circular economy. First of all, the design of the product, it's 18% smaller than an average nearest competition. So as a smaller product, it consumes less resources, plastic, transport, cost, etc. As a product life cycle, we design it around the, the, the circular economy in a way that we say it's a, it's a return, recharge, reuse. So we, we return it to a nearest point where we recharge and put it second life. And we don't return everything back to Switzerland. We, we do that locally. But we also make the decisions on the, on the packaging material. So it has to be recycled material. It might be more expensive at a, as an input cost, but it's a longer term more sustainable and, uh, and profitable. So in the case of batteries, which is uh, quite, a, quite a big topic for recycling, our new product is going to use a printed batteries which are fully recyclable without any additional extra work. We also give uh, 2% of our revenue into the projects which are beneficial for the planet. We work with school to develop a training bus to go around schools and educate kids about the circular economy. Samuel, what is Brussels Airport's view on sustainability? Uh, well, as an airport, uh, sustainability is, uh, is the elephant in the room. Uh, we are emitting, obviously, a lot of uh, CO2 towards the region. CO2 is not only our main focus for sustainability, sustainability for us is also 
looking at your local environment, not only on a CO2 level, but also on the health of people linked with the noise level. So we are looking at uh, reducing noise levels as an airport. Um, the decarbonization of CO2 then is tackled by using sustainable aviation fuel, of course, uh, working together with the airlines on pushing them on using uh, newer and greener aircraft. I'm talking about the A220neo or the 737 MAX or the 787 and so on, if we go technical. And we really push this by adopting the airport charges. So a, a very loud aircraft or, or polluting aircraft will pay 20 times more than a, a green aircraft. Uh, so this way we push away the older aircraft from our airports, helping us with the decarbonization, helping us with the local environment, less noise, people are happier uh, living around the airport. Uh, it's also looking at modal shifts. Uh, I'm here on behalf of the cargo department. We're also looking at uh, the passenger department, so you have a better connectivity to the airport by using trains, trams, electric buses, and so on. For cargo, this means also looking at diversifying your your offering towards beyond points. And that's why at the first time ever, we are here together with the Port of Antwerp. And so we're looking at ways to work together uh, as a seaport and an airport. And we're also, of course, a large owner of buildings. An airport is basically a landlord of multiple facilities, especially at cargo. We own a lot of uh, land and, and are developing these buildings. These buildings that we are developing currently are, of course, with sustainability in mind, which what uh, Jacques mentioned is looking at the insulation of the building, but also about making sure that you are using um, green energy, solar, heat pumps, even uh, biofields. So it's underground storage of water. And in the winter, you can use the warm water from the summer and then the other way around in the, in the summer using the cold water. And of course, diversifying your pool of employee. We really want to push universities to work in aviation, think about new ways to make our industry more attractive. And of course, the newer generation, they're all about circular um, uh, economies and, uh, and sustainability and so on. So we hope to push it this way. So it's not only about CO2 for us. It's, uh, it's a whole multitude of items uh, for us. We can imagine that it's expensive to, to become sustainable, but could it be in the end profitable? And may I ask, is there a choice? It's a tricky question. I think obviously, yes, it's expensive. Uh, the, the, for an airport, you need to invest in electrifying the ground handling equipment and uh, sustainable aviation fuel. It needs a blending uh, facility. Luckily, at Brussels, we have direct access to the NATO pipeline, so this helps us a little bit. But I think you don't really need to look at the cost of sustainability, but you really need to look at uh, what, you, what, you're, what your gain is from it. And I think, um, especially for an airport, it's quite political as well. If you look around us, there's multiple airports facing issues with becoming green. It's not easy. The European Union is quite strict on, on making transport green, and we have to. But it's all very strict deadlines. And with these strict deadlines, you invest a lot of money in things that have not been trialed before. So as an airport, you try something first ever globally and it can fail and you've invested a lot of money on it and it's lost. And that's why we really look at partnerships. For instance, again, like at Changi Airport Group, where we can look together. Have you tested this in Singapore? Yeah, we did and it didn't work. And this way we can already think about something else. And I think this is our way forward, these partnerships. I think that's why the, the organization for the is so important, where we can all learn from each other and apply the things that work and steer away from the things that didn't work. What about Hivesox, Miro? We don't pass on the, the cost. It's, uh, it's realized through the internal processes to have a pricing which, which fits because we are in a competitive landscape. So we cannot, uh, we cannot increase prices without helping to offset the, the increased cost by uh, other means. Jacques? 
we have to use less material, we have to use reusable material or material which you can easily dispose. That's, that's a, that's a, that was one of the one of the main goals. Then to uh, because we designed it slimmer and uh, we de and we designed it at a lower uh, kilos, we saved let's say 150 kilo per shipper. We win 35 percent on on billable weight. The we can hold let's say five on a ULD instead of four on a ULD when you talk about shipping on air. And when you talk about CO2, and that's what I said. That's why how we always take the total project as an approach, not only the, the packaging, which is important, but also what, uh, what is the customer use it for. When we talk about, we have, let's say, we, uh, one project we did with a large pharma company, we save, let's say, 600 kilos per overwrap on CO2. Compare that to, let's say, an average uh, usage of a car per day, they use about 10 kilos of CO2 per day. Compare that to the annual use of, uh, of, the, of the shipper, you can average on 102,000 cars annually, which we save on CO2. What do you see as being a challenge when it comes to becoming sustainable? What we, uh, what we see as a, as a challenge, still a lot of customers use sustainable as a fancy word, because at the end they talk about cost. And the challenge for us is to not just focus on packaging, but focus on the complete, let's say, lane they have to go through. The difficulty we face is that the supply chain department, yeah, they want, want to have align everything yeah, which has to do with supply chain. The purchase department is just put, uh, putting us on cost, 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 cost. And the problem is that they do not communicate within, uh, within those companies because you have to align everything. You have to say, okay, where are you going to? What do you need? What is the handling? Because everything has to do with, and of course, yeah, with us, uh, price is always an issue, so we are uh, fighting to, to keep uh, costs down uh, using uh, uh, recyclable uh, uh, materials. We produce our own products in-house in, in Holland. We have a big uh, a cardboard uh, uh, company which we produce our uh, components with, so that's, uh, that's the challenge, to get everything aligned. And that it could, it could mean that, let's say, when you look at the package it itself, it could be more expensive. But when you look at the complete lane, when you ship it, for example, from Amsterdam to, let's say, to the US somewhere, at the end, it's beneficial. And that's the challenge to have everyone on the table say, okay, let's see, we can design a smaller, lighter packages, but it costs you, let's say, a couple of euros more. But at the end, you will save because it's less on CO2, it's less on weight. So that's the, that's the thing. Jacques Lecomte. Topa Thermal closing our conversation about sustainability today with Samuel Speltoren, Brussels Airport Company, and Miro Skorepa from Hivesox, interviewed by Alessia Kubescu. And we will be back soon with even more perspectives of sustainability offered by our Pharma.iro members from around the world and from all segments of life science and supply chain. I am Frank van Gelder. Till next time, and all the best to you. Insights, a podcast by Pharma.Arrow.